Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Attention, Geck Nation. I am going on tour across the U.S. to nine different cities to be a gecko and talk to people just like I do on this podcast, except I will be on a stage at a place doing it live. If you want to come see the podcast live, tickets are available now for these cities. Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New York City, Boston, Massachusetts, Miami, Florida, Chicago, Illinois, Denver, Colorado, Nashville, Tennessee, and Seattle, Washington. So if you live in any of those cities and you want to come catch the podcast live, the link to buy tickets will be in the episode description. Uh, The tickets will sell out fast, so if you want to go, you should get them now. Anyway, let's get into the calls. Hello? Hello, Gek. Hey, is this Shelby? Yes, it is. How is life going? Going actually really well. A lot of things have been going Um, up you said everything is things are going up for you. That's good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's what's been going up? What's what's happening that is so so well? Um, I just felt a lot more relieved lately. I just feel happier. You know what I mean? Okay. Can you can you peg that to anything, or it's just sort of an erythral feeling? Um. Like, my family life is good. Like, my life with my family and, like, my boyfriend and things like that. Okay. This feels um, good. I'm a lot well, listen, better place than before. Oh, you're in a better place than before, you say? Um, well, Shelby, it says you were legally adopted by your ex-boyfriend's parents. What's that story? Yes, sir. So, um, I dated this guy for like three years and, um, you know, when, you know, when the time came, like, you know, we broke up and then, uh, I created like a really good relationship with his parents. So when we broke up, I really didn't have anywhere to go. So I asked his parents if I can move back in and, you know, they were kind of already preparing for it. So I moved back in with them and, it's kind of history from there. They take me in, you know, as their own child and everything. I have an amazing relationship with them. It's a little, it's a little bizarre, but I understand. So, okay, tell me this. Uh, you were dating this guy. How long were you dating this guy for? Uh, For almost three years. All right, so you dated this guy for three years. 
and then yeah. you had nowhere else to go. So his his <laughs> uh, parents legally adopted you when you guys broke up. Um, how old were you when this happened? Um, I was nineteen, but we got together when I was sixteen. So I've known them for like a while. I'm twenty one. Le- well, how do you get legal? Can you get legally adopted by someone at the age of nineteen? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can sign like your papers over for them to be your legal guardians, if that makes sense. I kind of simplify it as to like being adopted, but they're my legal guardians. Do you can is, what? Do you have a legal guardian when you're nineteen? Um. So. My mom wasn't really around. Like, she left when I was about eight years old. And then uh, my dad passed away um, a little after I moved in with them. And then my biological side of my family is just a little weird. And um, I don't really speak with them that often. And I don't really trust them. So I, I had, you know my ex-boyfriend's parents take over, you know, the parental responsibilities. Right. Uh, well, no, I was just talking about how if you're 19, I don't know if you need a legal guardian, but um, like the, the I mean, legalities of it, that. Yeah, you don't. But it's like if anything were to happen to me, I wouldn't want my biological family to be the ones to make that choice. If anything were to happen to me, like if you got to pull the plug or some shit like that. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, honestly, it's not really that yeah. important. So yeah. tell me this. Feel safer and me feel better. So yeah. tell me this. Tell me this. So, okay, so you you were living with them when you were nineteen. So tell me this. What is your relationship like with the ex boyfriend? What? How does he fit into all this? Uh, none of us talk to him actually. Um, about a year and a half of us dating. He, he really he really fucked up like like his relationship with his parents he he really just blew it so his parents just didn't really want anything to do with him like they obviously love him but there were just things that he was doing where they kind of just had to turn away and just be like all right you do you and then whenever you're ready you can come back um but they have he hasn't contacted them in, in a long time so all of us kind of just keep moving forward i guess but i have so, to wait for him really well well let's get into this what what uh, the timeline here you break up with your boyfriend and then almost immediately <clears throat> it sounds you start living with his parents yeah uh, we broke up um, Valentine's Day night of 2020, so I kind of just uh, packed up all my stuff and called his called called his mom. I was like, uh, "I'm done. Will you pick me up?" And she was like, "I already got my shoes on," you know. Okay, the night that you guys broke up, what was the relationship like between your ex boyfriend and his parents? Oh, they didn't. They didn't speak to him at all. They, they were really disappointed. They, they kind of saw it coming, by just everything that he was doing to me and to them. And that kind of way, they just didn't really have. 
what, can't tell put me, words what, in their mouth. But well, tell, okay, tell me, tell me, what is it that the boyfriend did to make his parents uh, discontinue their relationship with him? Oh, uh, just not keeping up with responsibilities of just being an adult. Like, I lived with him, like, I had an apartment with him and everything, and it's not like things were going good or anything. We, we always really had problems. Um, but I was in high school, I was a sophomore in high school, and I had three jobs. I was paying most of the rent. I paid for just about everything, and he could barely okay. hold his weight. Um, with his parents' side, his parents kind of always tried to implement that work, work ethic into him. Well, Shelby, 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 you know, we're talking about him where I'm I'm talking about what what things did he do to make them? I mean, to to disown your son like that. I mean, that's like that's a really big deal. I'm looking for like what is the you know, besides him just not having a job at 16. What is the thing? He was just absolutely narcissistic. He thought it was his way or nothing. Um, He was very abusive with his words and making people feel guilty and he would always try to make people feel bad for him in that uh, sort of way I, I don't i don't really know how to, how to explain that without being too intrusive and oversharing if that makes sense sure i mean yeah you know this is your story and your life it, it, it's just to me you know an interesting thing that they're like you know trading the son for you know his, his ex-girlfriend and I'm, I'm trying to get to the the bottom as to why and and what what's going on with him and if he's still in the picture and why he's not in the picture and all of that well he's not really in the picture because he doesn't reach out i would say if he reached out and just showed that he was doing better you know last time i heard like he was living in his car and you know we always argued about bills and things like that because he was always borrowing money from people and just taking so much from other people to where they didn't even want to talk to him anymore because of how much he was taking and not giving or he would always lie about things and go behind you know people's back that were like trying to help him like everyone gave him so much help and he just kind of just screwed it all up I would think I would say. Okay. Um, well, uh, listen. I'm glad to hear that things are going better with uh, uh, with with you. Um, you okay. know, I hope I, I hope that uh, you know this guy feels like uh, he, he's he's in a position where he he can come back to his parents. You know, if he wants to. Yeah. Um, yeah, if he wants to, of course. It wouldn't really affect anything um in my life if that makes sense it did make dating a little bit hard um for me trying to explain that when i wanted to have a relationship with somebody i felt like it was a little intimidating yeah definitely definitely um yeah, I mean it's a whole it's it's a strange situation. I, I'm not gonna pretend like I, I have all the details on this. But uh I'm glad that you are doing well. Um and I mean what, you're twenty one now? Are you, are you are you do you still live with them? Yeah, I still live with them. There's really no rush to move out. 
honestly. Okay. Are you play? Are you planning on moving out at all? But, yeah, probably in the future. Um, okay. Within the next few years. I, I love them to death. I have a great relationship with them. My mom, my dad, my sister, and stuff like that. Wait, um, uh, you, wait, 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 So, t- t- uh, we, we glossed over Does he? Is there a sibling in this as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so your ex-boyfriend's sister? Yeah. Okay, so, and you, and you consider her your sister? Yeah, of course. Okay, and you, and so, and your ex-boyfriend's mom and dad, do you call them mom and dad too? Yeah. It's... With the tricky situation, um, I mean, I obviously consider them, you know, my parents and my sister. I've been with them for so long and they treat me like family, you know. Um, how do you explain this? Uh, they, <laughs> y- yeah, let's, let's just say it. I'm sorry. I lost Wait, what, are you, what, what are you trying to explain? I, I lost my train of thought. I'm What's your relationship like with the sister? I mean, it's good. It's it's just sibling. I mean, we live in the same house together. We have a lot of things in, in common. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, listen, like Shelby, is there... Any- having just another person there. She's close to my age, so... Is, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, shout out to my mom, my dad, and my sister. I love them. And also shout out to Avery and Keel. Avery's honestly my biggest hater. So. Who's Avery? Avery is uh, one of my friends that I worked with. And I actually put him onto the podcast. And he really liked it. And I always told him that I was going to get in. You know? Beautiful. Well, uh, thanks for calling, Shelby. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. Okay, chat. Did anyone else get very strange vibes from that call? Am I am I crazy or did anyone else get very very strange vibes from that call? I I do not know what to do with that at all. Cause here's here was the thing, and I wasn't gonna bring this up with her and whatever. Cause like. She literally <laughs> fucking took this man's family. I and, and here was here was my problem, and I w- I just wasn't gonna keep pressing her on it because whatever. But I tried to ask her what he did, and she wouldn't fucking say what he did. She wouldn't say anything that he did. She just we, we couldn't we could she would she would say he messed up this and that. I have, it's so crazy, it's, that was, that was bizarre to me. Um, okay, she wouldn't say what he did, and then I asked her about, like, and then I, and I did try to press her on it, and she said, yeah, when I was 16, I had three jobs. What is that? Okay, but that has nothing to do with him. What, what, why are you talking about you having three jobs when you're 16? Does that, like, he didn't have enough jobs? What happened? Did I let her go to... I really needed to know what happened, but I f- tried pressing on it, and I feel like I wasn't going to get it. What do you mean? She said he wouldn't pay rent? If you're 16 and you're living with your family, you shouldn't have to pay rent. God, I wish I could talk to the boyfriend. I really do. 
Hey, listen, if you're if you're the boy, if you're this girl's ex-boyfriend and you're hearing this podcast and you're out there, please call in. I am dying to get this story from your perspective cuz it's 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 weird. It definitely feels weird to me. Um I don't know how I would feel if I was that guy and um you know, my my and and I don't I fucking don't know. I don't know what this guy did. But also I know this guy's young. I mean, like you know, the dude's Whatever he was, he was seventeen when all this stuff was going on. I don't know. It's super. It, it, it that that we definitely did not have the full story on that. I feel a little bit weird that I don't know if we're ever gonna get it, but yeah, that whole thing had weird vibes to me. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by FunLove.com. Oh yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hello. How are you? Is this a gack? Yeah, is this a I'm doing Neil? okay. Yes, this is Neil. Uh, what's going on with you, Neil? Um, uh, you know, just currently in rehab, Gek. How are you? You're like in rehab right now. Yeah, like I'm literally about to get my phone taken away uh, because we have like only a little bit of time. Uh, we only get our phones for about an hour a day. Okay, how much more time do you have with your phone? I got about like 15 minutes. All right, we can wrap it up within 15 minutes. Um, what? Okay. Why do you only tell tell me? Okay, so you only get to use your phone for an hour a day. Yes. Uh, and previous to being in rehab, were you, how often were you on your phone? All the time. Uh, I'm in the military. I don't really do crap, in my opinion. Okay. And um, has being on your phone less had a positive impact on you? Uh, it hasn't really changed it. I mean, uh, I'm not in rehab for my phone usage. I'm in rehab for my alcohol. <laughs> Okay, and uh, when did you get into rehab? Um, I, it was the eleventh of this month. The eleventh of this month. Okay, so you've only been there for about two weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, about fifteen days. And uh, how is that going for you? It's you know, honestly, it's kind of the happiest I've been in about a year. Really? Yeah. Why, why is it tell me tell me how it has become the happiest you've been in in a year that's pretty great well what I was what I was doing for my job in the military I uh, I hated it I absolutely couldn't stand it and I really just 
you know, drank every day to forget my problems. And now I feel like that stress of that job's not on me. So I'm feeling a lot better. Interesting. What, how, how much of the, um, uh, of the alcohol abuse would you credit to the job? Is it like a hundred percent? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, drinking was fun. I would say it was to so the job is about 60, 40. 60, 40. Okay. So the job is 60. And then what's the other 40? Uh, just me having a good time, having fun. Okay. And I, so I don't know how rehab works. So they are, are you like drinking like a little bit so that you don't go through withdrawal? Like how does, how does it work in there? Well, um, I had the withdrawals before going to rehab because I basically got locked in a room and was told to suffer. Oh, that was the beginning of rehab? No, it wasn't even at the beginning of the rehab. That was the week prior, basically the Friday prior checking in. I had all my withdrawals. Okay, so would you say you're over them? Oh, yeah. By far, I'm over the withdrawals. Uh, the cravings oh. is the hard part. Okay, so you're over the withdrawals, but you have, you're still having cravings. How are you having cravings every day? Uh, well, when I first got here, the cravings lasted about two weeks, but now it's every other day or so. Okay, so there's a positive upward trajectory. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, what else are you enjoying about the rehab life? Um... There's also a group of messed up people here with me, so I don't feel like the only one who has a messed up life. Mm -hmm. um, we have people who also have alcohol addiction, opioid addiction, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. And we just sit in this common area. I'm surrounded by a bunch of military people, and uh, we watch crappy TV shows. So would you say you're having fun? Uh, some days, some days it's depressing because you can't leave. We go outside for only 20 minutes at a time. Hmm. Uh, did you check yourself into rehab or did other people, I don't know how this works, but did other people check you in or did you check yourself in? It was kind of a team effort with me and my command because I was, uh, I was getting forced to regardless because 4th of July, I just drank way too much and, uh, blacked out and did some crazy stuff. You know, I got to say, it's kind of amazing to me that, um, I mean, 4th of July, 4th of July, it's today's July 27th. So that was, oh God, I don't, I don't know if my math is right, but that was, yeah, it was 23 days ago. So it was about three weeks ago, 4th of July, I think. It was 27 minus, yes. all right, it's about three weeks ago. Okay. And so three weeks ago, you were getting completely, totally fucked up and then you went through withdrawals and now you're still having cravings, but uh, it sounds like at the very least... And tell me if I'm wrong. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like at the very least you are noticing a positive change. You know, you went from crazy withdrawals to cravings every day to now cravings every other day. Yes, I've been three weeks sober uh, on Tuesday or yesterday, so 22 days sober today. So, yeah, it's 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 getting a lot better, Jack. I, I appreciate that. That's pretty that's pretty good. You know, going from. Getting super fucked up to being able to go, uh, you know, 22 days sober. Yeah. Um, Fourth of July, I drank a bottle of tequila, a bottle of sangria, nine White Claws, and six PBRs. That's, that's a lot of alcohol. Yeah. 
it was it was a, it was a good time. Oh, it sounds like it was a great time. But either way, um, what else are you doing in rehab that is uh, taking your well, mind off of the cravings? Um, well, um, there's like we have group therapy three times a day, so that kind of helps. Um, we have activity therapy where we do stuff like listen to music or uh, play games, Pictionary sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have TV time and homework time. Um, today they made us watch Inside Out like a bunch of nine-year-olds. They, they made you watch Inside Out? Yes. Like as a commentary on your brain or something like that? Yes. What what was the lesson? Um, I I haven't got to that part. I just uh, I just felt the anger character in that, and I thought I was supposed to connect to him. Uh, what did you connect to about the anger character? Um, he was angry. That makes sense. How much longer are you there for? I'm here for another. Uh, Another two weeks, basically. I leave August eighth. And is this all being paid for by uh, by the military? Yes. That's actually pretty rad. Um, are you glad that you made the decision to go? Yes. Are you optimistic, looking towards the future? I'm nervous. Um, I won't lie to anyone. I'm scared. I won't be able to keep my sobriety. Um, Mm -hmm. it's very challenging. I've had a lot of good moments on alcohol, so that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let me ask you something. I I know that they have therapists and group therapy and all that stuff. And what, what sorts of things do people tell you in rehab, you know, people in those sort of counselor positions, uh, when you tell them that you're nervous that you might succumb to cravings in the future? Um, they go, it's just part of the outbound process. It's something you just got to work on. Go to these groups such as AA, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And has, has that all been helpful for you? The things that they've told you in response to that? Um, kind of, but you know, like I've been using alcohol for 10 years and it's like, am I going to win this battle? Am I going to be able to get to these groups? So still a little nerve-wracking in the 10 years that you've been using alcohol have do you think there has been 22 sober you said you're sober for 23 days 22 days yes okay um has there been a 23 day sobriety streak in those 10 years oh yeah for sure i've done multiple deployments where i wasn't allowed to drink mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. let me ask you this uh have is there anything I know that you say you have a lot of good times and you know you're you're trying to have fun and you're also escaping the stress of your job um is there anything that you can think of that helps you do those things you know have fun and escape the stress of your job that is not alcohol yeah i there's a couple like I think of cornhole I really like to play cornhole mm-hmm Um, going to the beach is nice, but, uh, they stationed me in Denver, so, um, there's no beaches. Mm-hmm. 
Anything else? Uh, no, Gek, but I really appreciate your time, and thank you for taking my call. Oh, for sure, man. Are you? Uh, are they about to take your phone away? Um, I only got about three minutes. <laughs> if you have any more questions. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say to the chat or to the people at the computer? Um, hey, Ballas, if you see this, I love you. Lyle, thank you for everything. I appreciate your time. For sure, man. And um, listen, I'm rooting for you. I think if you can do 23 days, I think you can do the rest of your life. And um, you seem like a, a very down-to-earth and and caring person, at least from what I can hear over the phone. And, um, you know, I have faith in you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care, Neil. Bye, Lyle. I liked Neil. Um, he had an interesting cadence to him. Uh, he, I liked his description of of rehab was interesting. It sounded like it was kind of like camp. It reminded me a lot of of what day camp was like when I was a kid. Um, because we also were not allowed to drink alcohol. Um at the day camp that I went to when I was nine. And we also watched Inside Out. Actually, no, we didn't watch Inside Out, but we watched, like, whatever Pixar movie was out when I was nine. I'm rooting for Neil. I'm rooting for Neil. Yellow. Yo, is this the Gek? Yeah, is this Josh? This is indeed Josh. How's it going, man? It's going good. What's going on with you, Josh? Dude, I just, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk. Um, I don't know if you read the, the pre-screener, but... Uh, nah, I didn't uh, read those anymore. Was... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I really? Do. What's okay, going on? shit. Okay. <laughs> no, I do, I do, but I don't like people knowing that I do, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure, for sure. I get it, I get it. You know, you want to you come off, like, with uh, no preconceptions or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, what's going you on with you, Josh? Like, Let's 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 uh, um, we're too we're too we're, we're too meta. Let's get not meta. All right, understandable, understandable. Uh, but uh, I guess my whole thing is uh, I was uh, I was born with a disability, uh, a a physical disability. So I've been using a manual wheelchair my entire life. Interesting. Okay, it says here. I know I just said that to not whatever. It says here. That um, you are both optimistic as well as pessimistic about having a disability. Can you explain that to me? What what? Uh, yeah, the sort for of sure. dichotomy that you're living in. <laughs> for sure. I mean, let, let's start off the bad, right? I like, I like starting off the bad. Um, for me, I think my disability kind of represents. Um, it, it represents me not being able to do as much things as other people. You know, I am, I am, I'm stopped from do, doing certain physical things. And that's like, uh, that's, that's definitely been hard sometimes, you know? Um, and, and that has definitely affected my mental state, you know, seeing that dichotomy between like able-bodied people and, and my abilities, you know, and, and seeing the way people treat me differently as a result of that, you know, that's pretty hard. What are, what are some of the ways that people treat you differently? Um, I, that's, it's a lot, man. I think you'd be surprised. Um, 
I think from from a very young age, I've had um, people staring at me because you know being in a wheelchair is pretty visible, right? So um, I, I've always understood that I, I I was different, that I looked different, that I that I had to be different. Uh, people love to offer their help when even like just out of the blue when I'm when I'm not asking for it. And to be honest, that kind of pisses me off sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. like uh, I'm just living my life, you know, and they, they just ask like, "What you doing, bro? Oh, do you need help, man?" I'm like, uh, "Excuse me, did I ask it?" Right? So, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, let me try to think. No, that's an um, interesting perspective to hear that that you that you really don't like when people ask you for help. I think I have no qualms with me personally asking for help, but it's just like people asking for help when I don't prompt it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I can totally see why. Or, sorry, like, people asking if I need help, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't really like to talk about the negatives help. that much. Well, sure, okay, let's get into the positives then. The positives, all right, all right, let's talk about it. I think, I, I think recently I've been really realizing that, like, I've had a pretty fundamental view from the world, at least from a very young age. Um, I, I've kind of always known that that life was unfair, you know, that, that life was, 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 is kind of inherently unequal uh, to an extent. And, and that's, that's a hard thing to go through as a young person. Like, I feel like most able-bodied people or, or most people go through an experience where they, one experience where they realize the world was unfair, right? And, and this happens fairly early on in their, in their, in the development, but for me, I never really had that experience. It was always like, this is this is life, you know? It, it's, it's, it kind of sucks. And, and that's a strength, you know? I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it gives you perspective on, on what is really important in life and, and how do you maximize your the outcomes that you're, you're able to come by. Hmm. Interesting. So you're, you're happy with the fact that you learned that the world was unfair or you've known it since the beginning of time, not the beginning of time, since the beginning of your existence and you didn't have to mm. sort of learn it any sort of hard way later. And it's a perspective that's... I don't know if I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm happy about that. I think it's a... I, I'm appreciative of it, you know? Sure. I don't know if I'm happy that's a happy is a strong word. Um, so, so tell me a little bit more about this. What do you think that this perspective has done for you throughout your life? That is positive. Mm, I think, I, I think that I have a, a very strong will and I have a, a very, my attitude is that of, of of someone who can always push through any barrier, you know? Um, I mean, because it, it, in life, I think the ultimate barrier is not society, but rather the physical environment we live in, right? Hmm. Uh, if, if we are if we are physically impeded by something, right, how do we, how do we overcome that? And, and, and I think that, that perspective has given me the strength to, to fight through, um, to fight through a lot of just like societal bullshit and, and, 
emotional bullshit because like if if i if i'm able to overcome this physical barrier right then what's stopping me from from overcoming this emotional or social barrier interesting so you have a perspective that you know okay i'm in a wheelchair but i'm able to overcome that i'm able to live my life despite that therefore yep, i should be able yep. to live my life you know if i can live my life despite my physical limitations i can live my life despite any sort of emotional limitations i might be experiencing or emotional adversity yeah definitely definitely i like that man can you give me is there any sort of emotional adversity that you've that you've faced throughout your life that you want to share uh you know, overcoming? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, at least with my parents, I mean, I love my parents very much. I think they're wonderful people and and I recognize how much they've done for me, but you know, growing up in a, in a a family where they haven't really experienced disability, right. It's just kind of, they don't really understand what that's like. And so it's, it was just kind of lonely, you know, uh, it was, I always had to kind of have to fend for myself, at least emotionally. I just didn't feel like I could reach out to anyone. Um, and so and so recently, I've been really trying hard to reach out to other people and, and, and just try to share more experiences more because I think, I think it's, it's, di- it's a different perspective and it's, it's, a, it's a valuable perspective. Why did you feel like you couldn't uh, uh, reach out to your parents when you were growing up? Um, my, my parents are, I feel like they're very emotionally, um, unavailable. Um, uh, my mom is, uh, uh, a typical Asian mom. Um, she's kind of just like distant and, and doesn't really want to talk about emotions or anything like that. Um, and then my dad is a whole other case where he's like a bipolar and, and he's been through a lot as well. And it's just, in our, in my, at least in my instance, you was often suck it up and just deal with it, and that's how I dealt with it. And I mean, that, that can work, but at some point down the line, it, it you start to break, you start to fracture, and, and it becomes hard. You know. Hmm. What is your relationship like with them now? I think it's still along that path. I, I do want to, I, I want to have a closer relationship with my parents. Um, but I don't know if they're ready to have that conversation. I've been ready for, for quite a long time to have that conversation with them. But I think whenever I try to reach out, um, it's, it's often a denial or a rejection on their part. And that's, that's pretty hard. Do you feel like you'll ever come to terms with, um, you know, not having that conversation? Mm, I don't know. Um, I, I really want to have the conversation and I want to be closer with my parents. Um, but I think at, at a certain point I might have to, if it doesn't look like it's improving, then I might just have to accept that and just look elsewhere. Hmm. Who else are you uh, very close with in your life? I'm, I'm really close with my sister. I love my sister. She's great. Hmm. Um, she's what, a what graphic is your... designer in Portland. Oh, that's awesome. What, what, what's her um, What's her relationship like with your parents? Um, 
it's strained as well. She has a better relationship with my mom, but um, my my dad is, has said some very hurtful things to her, and um, that strained the relationship a lot. And so my my sister moved out pretty much as soon as she could after she uh, went through college. And are you moved out too? Um, no, I'm currently in college, so I'm doing an internship right now, but I usually live at home when I'm out of college or during summers. Okay, so you're not completely, uh, you know, on your own from your family. You're still in college and you return back home when you're not in college. Yeah, 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 definitely. Can I ask what you're studying? Yeah, I'm studying uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. What do you want out of uh, life? What do I want out of life? That is the answer I've been trying to, or that is the question I've been trying to answer for a while now. And, and you know, I have a, I have a really wide array of interests, I think. Um, I, I really love learning and I love everything that I come across usually. So um, I'm, still, I'm still keeping my options open, trying to figure that out, grow a little bit more emotionally, you know. I think I haven't experienced that much, relatively speaking, and... I need to I need to figure out what I really want to impart on the world. Hmm. So in your sort of day to day life, you know, I know you said you you were in a wheelchair since you were born, but is there, yeah. you know, and and I, I don't. I, this is why I'm asking this because in my perspective, I would think that. Hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> All right. What the fuck was I saying? Uh, I would think, in my perspective, uh, from my perspective, if you're, you know, in a wheelchair for twenty years, you would get used to any sort of frustrations that one might encounter on a day-to-day basis. Uh, you know, living life in a wheelchair, and I want to know if that is that is true, or if day-to-day there are still things that are frustrating you about just navigating mm, the world. Yeah. That's very insightful, um, and it, I think it's true to an extent, but um, there are things that I'm constantly aware of, and, and I just know not to expect. I think it's, a, it's really a matter of expectations. Um, I, I generally have rock-bottom expectations for most things um, regarding like accessibility or my access to things, so, so that I don't get hurt and that um, I don't ever expect anything. Um, and then I, I get this, I don't get disappointed, right? And I think what I've gotten used to, what I've gotten used to is a lack of care, a lack of access. And so as a result of that, um, my, my expectations have been lowered to, as a defense mechanism to make sure I don't, I don't get hurt. Interesting. But yes, there, the, yeah, there are, there's absolutely an element of just getting used to it. Um, but it hurts. It definitely hurts when when I I, I see that visible stark difference um, in, in in the things that I can't do. You know. You know this whole thing about low expectations. Hmm. It's weird. I don't know how to respond to this because I am a fan of low expectations. I myself try to have very low expectations uh, mm. to not get mm. hurt because I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what someone. I don't know if if there if there existed a person 
who uh, had all the perfect answers in the world about how to be a human being. I wonder what they would say about whether or not to have expectations for things. Because I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm a fan of having low expectations to not set yourself up to get hurt. You know, it's weird because it sounds like a sad thing. You know, I never expect anything as a defense, mechani- as a defense mechanism for not getting hurt. But I, I feel like, isn't that the moves? Isn't that what you want to do? Not expect anything? I mean, you're over here talking about, you know, the, the one of the greatest lessons that, that you have obtained in your life is that life is unfair. And uh, part of life being unfair is that, you know, you accept that as true and therefore you expect nothing from life. Which, mm. I guess on paper, I guess to many, sounds like a depressing thing. But does it does it have to be like why why is it so great to have expectations? It's great to have desires, you know, it's great to have things that make you happy and want to get out of bed. But expectations, I mean, what the fuck are those doing for anybody? Really? Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. And I think maybe it comes from the fact that I have pretty sky high expectations for myself. And maybe I, I impart that on other people a little bit. So when, when I, guess, I guess, no, no, I guess the thing is that I already have low expectations. And when my expect, those low expectations aren't even met, that's when it's hard. Hmm. Interesting. It, it's when they even, when they go below those low expectations. Um, hmm. Again, like I wonder when what I do, like, for, and it, yeah. No, please go ahead. Please yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I'll, I'll sell my I'll sell my thing after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, in my case, I try to make it as easy as possible for other people to accommodate my needs. Right. I, I believe that that it, it's a it's a dance that we all have to play. Right. This is that society plays and I play. I have to give something and they have to give something in return. Right. And when I when I give them all the options um, to help me out or to, to help me access things and they don't even they don't even do that right and then that's 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 difficult right because i i'm doing everything in my power to accommodate them as well and they won't do anything on their end to accommodate me yeah yeah it sucks man but uh, you know fuck i'm really i'm, I'm really uh uh you know wrestling with what to think about this here because like what i totally want to say is um, and this is why I wonder what the person who you know has all the perfect answers on how to be a human being would say, but um, you can't fucking control what other people do. You can't. You just fucking can't. And I think that there's a lot of freedom and happiness in accepting that. And part of accepting that is having low expectations. You mentioned you had high expectations of yourself, which is a different thing because you can control what it is that you do and how you, you know, navigate the world but um i think it's okay to feel disappointment man but uh mm-hmm. you know what i like about what i like about you know what i've heard from you so far about how you approach your situation and how you approach the world is that you're not over here you know kicking rocks because the world is unfair you know you seem like you're not just going to sit there and and let the world thrash you around you're going to do the things that you want to do to make your life better and to be happier. And I, I think that that's a g- good way to go about living. 
but I don't know. I'm not the person mm -hmm. who has all the answers as to how to be a perfect human being. Mm. Mm. That's, a, that's an interesting point, and and I might I might disagree with you there a little bit to say that that uh, that I can't control, or that I, I maybe I should accept that I can't control what other people do because I mean. I think, at least in the, in, the, in the instance of disability, there's the legal element, right? There is a moral obligation, or not moral, but rather a, a legal obligation to, to accommodate some of my needs, right? And, and when that isn't met, that just, that's kind of like a, a sucker punch, right? It's just like, I know this is morally and legally offensive to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, in that situation, if something is, you know, uh, 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 and I'm, by the way, I'm totally down. By the way, in all instances of every single thing I say on this podcast, I am always extremely down to be wrong. But, um, yeah, dude, I mean, in that instance where, you know, you go into a place and they don't have the accessibility options that are required by, you know, the law, the question becomes to you, what do you want to do about it? You know, do you want to go mm. and and rally the troops and you know sue them or or start a whole thing the the question is mm. whether or not you want to go do that and if you do want to go do that you should do that but the, i think that that's the thing that you you got to ask yourself mm. okay interesting interesting you know i'm you know. glad because no, people don't often say this to me you know they, uh, they usually just uh, say oh it's all right you know poor you right I appreciate you for pushing back. It's uh, it's 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 really good to to hear someone that's that's willing to think about it a little deeper. Well, I'm telling you all this because you seem like you're a guy with you know, despite all of your 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 disabilities and, and the things that you have going against you, you you strike me as a person who has a high uh, internal locus of control. And so I want to feed into that, you know, so so you're not a kind of guy that sits around and goes, oh, you know, poor me, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're you're a man with a high locus of control. And, and so as a person with a high locus of control, you I, I, I would get the sense that you look at situations and you go, OK, what can I do about this? And if I if 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 this is egregious to me and I have it within my power to to take action against this thing I find egregious, then I will. But you're always, at least, you know, from, from what I get from you, thinking about what is the best way for you to move forward and not taking so much time, yeah. you know, crying over the way. This is, this is what we started with is, is here is your, you already know that things are unfair. You already know that, uh, you know, life is nonlinear. And so you're not going to waste any time crying about it. That's, that's what I like about you, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm trying to feed into that. I appreciate that. I think I think that describes me perfectly. You know, I, I tend not to dwell on the on the things that make me sad, I, as I as I phrase it. Um, and, and thank you for that. I appreciate it. Hmm. Well, Josh, is there um is there anything else that uh, I've really enjoyed having this this conversation with you? Uh, is is there anything else that you feel like we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about today? I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I kind of want to, I do want to say to anyone out there that, uh, you know, you are never a burden. You are always, 
valuable, you know, that you are always a beautiful person and to never forget that. I love it. Um, shit, was there anything else I was going to say to you, Josh? Oh, yeah. Uh, final thing. What's what's next for you in the immediate future? I'm, I'm curious. We kind of covered your past. We kind of covered where you're at now. What does the, the future of Josh look like? Uh, fucking mega bitches. That's what. Beautiful. Thank you for calling, Josh. Appreciate it. Thank you, Gex. You're the best. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, and Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics, such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the cream tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. Hello? Hello? Daniel, it says here that you accidentally created a persona called Basketball Dan, and now your friends won't stop yeah. calling you that. And it's became a, a significant conflict in your life. Yeah. Tell me more about this. Yeah, so pretty much I was at my dude's house. And we were playing basketball, and I just happened to be holding a basketball. And then he goes, hey, look, it's a basketball band. And that kind of stuck at that point, which is also kind of my fault because it changed all my social media names to basketball band. So I kind of brought it on myself. Interesting. So you changed all your social media. You embraced the moniker of basketball band. I embraced Almost immediately. And now when I walk into Oh, yeah, of course. I walk in a bar, people start yelling basketball band. Mm-hmm. And so let's get into this here people because... Let's get into this here because, um, yeah. you know, you changed your social media handles to Basketball Dan for a reason. I feel like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, tell you who you are, but it sounds to me like at the very beginning of Basketball Dan... You actually I became enjoyed and found identity in Basketball Dan, and that's why you changed your social media handles to it. Yeah, now I kind of don't want to go back to being Daniel anymore. Now I feel like I kind of want to stick with Basketball Dan. I don't even know basketball. I don't know how I get away. So... So, so uh, where are we now? Are we? Do we like Basketball Dan? Are we sick of Basketball Dan? I thought I would have gotten sick of Basketball Dan by now, but I think I kind of want to be Basketball Dan now. Okay. What do you like about being Basketball Dan? I don't know. People just yell Basketball Dan. And then people sing songs and just replace all the words with Basketball Dan. So, you know... It's got its pros. 
Now, do you okay. think I'm gonna have to learn how to play basketball because I'm? Basketball no, I have, right I have, now, I have, I have, I have, I have better, I have different questions for you. You, you, you. I asked you what you like about basketball, Dan, and then you deflected and said people sing songs, but that's not an answer. What do you like about being called basketball, Dan? What do you like about these people that are singing songs? What do you get out of it? I mean, it has a certain ring to it, basketball, Dan. Don't you think? Better than Daniel. Okay. It has a ring to it. People sing songs. Still not answers to the question, though. What do you get out of being Basketball Dan? How does it make you feel? It makes me feel like Basketball Dan, I think. I think that's usually what I get out of it. Tell me about how you feel about just the name Dan. Oh, it's not as fun as Basketball Dan. It doesn't seem as energetic. Okay. Do you consider yourself an energetic guy? No, but I am when I'm basketball Dan. Would you say that Dan and basketball Dan are two different people? Kind of, but kind of not. In I what way like are they I've different? I've always been basketball Dan. Um, one plays basketball, allegedly, and the other one doesn't really care about sports that much. Okay. Everything that you're telling me about Basketball Dan seems like it's not really even related to basketball. I don't hate it. No, it's really not. I don't okay. even know how I get away with it. Okay. So tell me what what Basketball Dan is like. Uh, basketball Dan likes getting drunk. And that's pretty much it. Okay. So, the only difference between Dan and Basketball Dan, from what you're telling me, from the information I've ascertained from you on the phone call right now, is that Dan likes being sober and Basketball Dan likes being drunk. Well, I think regular Dan likes getting drunk, too. Dan, you understand that we can't... I, I, Dan, we can't go anywhere in this... We're going to just... We can't have this phone. We're going to go in fucking circles here if you don't give me real answers to these questions. We I don't know. We can only have time to go in complete another circles, Dan. We need to have a through line to Isn't that what you do when you're playing basketball here. though? I feel like I'm, Yeah, I feel like I'm playing the part pretty well. What is the part? I don't know, basketball Dan, that's as far as I got. That's as far as you got. Okay, let's go further. Don't you want to go further, basketball Dan? Do you really do we do we want to stop here? Do we want to call it quits here? Don't you see a farther mountain to figuring out what the fuck basketball Dan is? We're here right now. Let's figure it out. Don't bullshit me, Dan. Who is basketball Dan? Don't say he plays basketball. Don't say he gets drunk. Take a second. Don't answer right after I'm done talking. Really fucking think about this. Who is basketball Dan? That's a good question. I actually never really thought about it like that. I kind of just took it at face value. I'm basketball man. Dan? Yeah? Who is basketball Dan? Who is basketball, Dan? 
Well, I know he doesn't play basketball. I know that much. I know people call him basketball, man. And I think that's pretty much as far as I've gotten. I don't think I'm making it to the playoffs. I don't think you are either. Okay. Thanks for calling basketball, Dan. No problem. What do you guys think of that guy? Do you think, like, who... Okay. There are many different things that that guy could have been. He could have been somebody who just wanted to completely make something up to get in and talk. But even then, I don't think that that's as shallow as it would seem. Like, what's the underlying reason as to why he wanted to do that? We could go deeper. Okay, there's, there's one. Maybe he just wanted to call in just to talk. Um... Maybe, maybe, this is what I would love, this is the one I would like to think. Maybe there is, like, a real drama going on in, in his life between his two identities of Dan and Basketball Dan. And to shatter the wall between those two would be incredibly painful for him. And so he denies that the wall even exists and refuses to get into it with me because he knows that he'll have to have a painful conversation if we were to truly understand the difference between Dan and Basketball Dan. I don't think that that is what is going on there I have no idea but no I don't think I don't think he's going to the playoffs somebody said um, Lyle you're trying to derive somebody said Lyle you're trying to derive meaning from a puddle in a driveway right now not like some sort of crazy poetic meaning but people do things for reasons Anything anyone does, you could probably give a reason to. Nobody th- nobody fucking does anything for no reason. I think everything You know that you know the quiz, you know the phrase everything happens for a reason? I believe in that. I don't believe in that in some like oh there's like a external force determine determining why things happen. But th- but things do happen for reasons. Like, why am I talking right now? I mean, we could go very deep into that reason as to why I'm talking into this microphone right now. Because why we do a podcast. Why do I do a podcast uh, to do a thing with Earth? Why do I want to do a thing? Because human beings are propelled to progress. Whatever it is. we get, I'm doing things for reasons. And so, whatever the reason is, Basketball Dan did call in for a reason. And he wasn't vulnerable enough to tell me what that reason is. But he, he had one. And I'm and if he's not gonna give it to me, I'll sit here and speculate it. <sighs> Alright, I've had enough of basketball, Dan.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.